but also heaven and hell because everybody wants to know what's the what, uh, what's the dividing line? I mean, how, how do you figure how one is going uh, to hell or the other to heaven? What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Scripture First, the podcast that explores how the Lutheran lectionary is working in your life. I'm your host, Mason Van Essen. Adam Keery and I get the privilege of discussing this week's passage with Dr. Stephen Paulson who you just heard at the beginning of this episode. Dr. Paulson has been teaching and preaching for over 30 years and now joins Luther House of Study as the chair in Lutheran theology. He graduated from St. Olaf College and received his Master of Divinity from Luther Seminary and his theological doctorate from the Lutheran School of Theology in Chicago. He's taught as a professor at Concordia College Moorhead in Luther Seminary, St. Paul, before coming to Sioux Falls, and he's the author of many books, including Luther for Armchair Theologians, Lutheran Theology, and most recently, Luther's Outlaw God. Dr. Paulson specializes in equipping people to preach the freeing gospel of Jesus Christ clearly and boldly, and you'll hear a great example of that in today's episode. We're in the Gospel of Luke this week chapter 16, verses 19 through 31, where we're talking about the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. Dr. Paulson answers our questions about everything from the dogs licking Lazarus's sores to heaven and hell. But first, as always, let me read you the passage. This is Luke chapter 16, verses 19 through 31. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen, and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who longed to satisfy his hunger with what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs would come and lick his sores. The poor man died and was carried away by the angels to be with Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was being tormented, he looked up and saw Abraham far away, with Lazarus by his side. He called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in agony in these flames. But Abraham said, Child, remember that during your lifetime you received your good things, and Lazarus in like manner evil things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony." Besides all this, between you and us, a great chasm has been fixed, so that those who might want to pass from here to you cannot do so, and no one can cross from there to us. He said, Then, Father, I beg you to send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may warn them, so that they will not also come into this place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. They should listen to them. He said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to him, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced, even if someone rises from the dead. And without further ado, this week's conversation. Welcome to the podcast, Steve. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So to start us off, as usual, can you give us what's happening, the setting of this this parable, and what's going on in Luke? 
This is uh, one more uh, in a string of parables, but it comes at a crucial moment in Luke. This is sometimes called the special uh, work of Luke because it's not found in Matthew and it's not found in Mark. And the special thing actually occurs just verses before this one, verse 16 of chapter 16. The law and the prophets were until John. Since then, the kingdom of God is preached and everyone enters it violently. So as soon as he said that, he's now divided the, uh, the moment of the preaching of the law and the prophets until John, and now it's going to come through the preaching of Christ. Then he turns and uh, tells this particular parable. Can you dive a little bit more into um, what differentiates this parable from the others we've heard? Yeah, so first of all, of course, it's a parable like all the other parables, which means he's telling a particular story. And uh, of course, the story now is to make a point, the same point that's made with every parable, and that is that you can't hear a single thing I'm saying. <laughs> now, uh, after, uh, after he says this in the parable, he turns around and he flips this one so that this one is really shocking to people. It starts off in just the way everybody expects. There's a difference between rich and poor, mm -hmm. the good and the bad, the right and the wrong. Everything looks like it's going to go right down the, uh, the, the center. And then all of a sudden it twists and he starts talking about this strange business about a man in hell who's crying out for help and Abraham won't give it to him. That's the, <clears throat> we, we talked about this before, but that's the, that's the, sh the shocking, I guess the shocking point why he doesn't, <laughs> yeah, doesn't, that's right. doesn't do this. Yeah, and in, or in order to get there, you have to go back to the beginning and start laying out what this parable is saying, who are the characters, what's, uh, what's happening between rich and poor, and then all of a sudden, how does Father Abraham come into it, and mm -hmm. so on. So can you tell us what, what's going on? Uh, what's going on with the rich man and what's going on? Like, there's dogs licking Lazarus's sores. What's the significance of that? Uh, yes. Which they bring up dogs in other stories before, and it's always sad. Yes, it is always sad. If it, if the puppies are not only enjoyable, but yeah. yes. Uh, it, and, and the special one that you want to remember here, uh, because it's, it's using almost the same words, is the story of the Syrophoenician woman mm -hmm. who is not a Jew who comes to Jesus and says, give me your word. And Jesus says, I'm not going to give it to you. Yeah. Just like Abraham says to the man in, uh, in hell. Then she says to him, but even the dogs take the scraps from the table. And remember, in this uh, parable, uh, the uh, Lazarus uh, is begging for the scraps from the table. But he doesn't get them. But he doesn't get them. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, so the dogs play an important uh, part here because uh, when you have now reached the level of the dogs, even though we love our dogs, you're real low. <laughs> and you're not going, you can't go any lower. Th uh, you, can't, you can't be any poorer than dead, mm -hmm. which is uh, uh, actually a famous... Uh, a fiction story. So I guess the the question that always comes up then is why did uh, 
Jesus then give uh, or get, then give his word to the the woman. But then when when uh, this rich man is asking, how come he's not uh, providing? That is that's the question of the parable. Because that's how you're gonna that's how you're gonna gonna hear it if you're trying to. That's right. If you're trying to make your way and, and trying to say I'm gonna do this or I'm gonna do that, and that's yeah, how that's exactly right. And remember, if you're uh, if you have uh, caught. Uh, the, 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 the thing that's in the air at this time in, uh, in Israel. And you know that, that there's a man, Jesus, who seems to be saying something quite dramatic. And when he says things, things happen. People get healed. There, all kinds of things are going on. Then when you get to Jesus, you want Jesus to say something to you. But the worst thing you can get is to get all the way to Jesus and have him tell you a parable. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> well, I mean, what, 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 you get all the way to Jesus and he tells you a parable. What happens when, when you're sitting there listening to Jesus tell you a parable? Mm-hmm. He's telling you a parable, which is a third-person story mm-hmm. about these guys over here. And what happens when you hear Jesus tell a parable? in about third persons who are over here. You're sitting there uh, uh, processing what he's saying, and what do you do when you hear a parable, especially from the mouth of Jesus? There was a rich man, there was a poor man. What then do you do? What did I do which, wrong? Or, or which, which one am I? I? Which one am I? <laughs> this is uh, exactly yeah. what, uh, how, how this goes. So then you try to do what, uh, what fancy theologians today call placing yourself in the story. Well, nothing can be worse. So you're sitting there trying to place yourself and you're trying to figure out, am I the rich man, am I the poor man? Uh, I don't exactly have sores that the dogs are licking on, so that doesn't sound too good for me, but on the other hand, I'm not exactly uh, as terrible as the rich man, uh, and so on, where do I fit? Uh-huh. And, uh, and what does Jesus tell you about this question? Where do I fit Jesus? He doesn't say a single thing. Doesn't say. So then you just sit there try, trying to, uh, what, what's the key? What's the point? What's the, how, do I, how do I fit into something like this? And the, that's the worst situation you can possibly have, to get all the way to Jesus and Jesus not tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so now you have to figure out uh, exactly how this sort of thing is going to end because parables from Jesus' lips are really interesting. Mm-hmm. But they're not the gospel. Sure. So does this <clears throat> does this parable kind of start to take a turn at verse twenty five, where um, it starts? But Abraham, but Abraham said, "Child, remember that during your lifetime, dot dot dot." Is that kind of because you said that it's um, it starts one way, but then it takes a drastic turn? Can you kind of unpack verses twenty five and twenty six? And we'll just we'll just read it too. Uh, but Abraham said, Child, remember that during your lifetime you received your good things, and Lazarus in like manner evil things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. Besides all this, between you and us is a great chasm that has been fixed, so that those who might want to pass from here to you cannot do so, and no one can cross from there to us. So that's 25 and 26. Yes. Now, that certainly is the turn. The turn actually happens as soon as Father Abraham is mentioned. Now, here you have Father Abraham speaking, and what he's saying is really awful. Um, 
You don't, uh, when you get to Jesus, you don't want to hear a parable. When you get to Father Abraham, you don't want him talking about the chasm. <laughs> uh, you don't want him saying to you, well, uh, I'm sorry, there is a huge ditch between me and you, yeah. and there is no bridge. There is no way to cross over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all of this is decided over and done. Uh, nothing more to be said. And that is a terrible situation in which to be. Now you have to go back and identify how this switch occurs because Father Abraham is now going to move this out of the simple, of the simplistic difference between rich and poor. Mm-hmm. So in the first part, so you were asking about the transition. In the first part, you have the difference between rich and poor. Mm-hmm. And there you're simply using the law to figure out, are you rich or are you poor? And what exactly is the dividing line between those two? Does uh, Jesus have a poverty line? Mm -hmm. If you're above the poverty line, you go to hell. If you're below the poverty line, you get to go to heaven. Then you say, well, that sounds kind of uh, objective and artificial, and it doesn't sound very Jesus-like. So maybe he really means that if your heart is rich or your heart is uh, poor maybe your attitude will then determine this not the amount of possessions that you've got maybe that's what he means Mm -hmm. but none of these seem to work because when you get to father abraham uh, as soon as abraham comes into the story you've got a very different circumstance why is it because abraham died rich Mm -hmm. he did not die he died rich but he's in heaven Mm -hmm. now the divide between rich and poor doesn't seem quite uh, the same Uh, and it doesn't seem quite so easy to make this kind of distinction then you have to go back and you have to look at the story of Abraham and what made Abraham Abraham so where do you go for that well Genesis Mm -hmm. the story of Abraham specifically the 15th chapter. And there in the 15th chapter, Abraham becomes Abraham. Uh, He becomes the father into whose bosom uh, the the righteous are going to be placed. That is, they're going to go into heaven. And what makes Abraham Abraham? It's not whether he has many sheep or few sheep. It's not how many possessions he has or does not have. What makes Abraham, Abraham? He received a promise. He got a promise. And how did he get the promise? He heard it. He heard it. (laughs) Somebody (laughs) said it to him. Uh, um, Was he he beneath the poverty line at the moment that he received that? Or was he above it? Uh, Was he... Did he have the right attitude? Was this what uh, made uh, someone speak uh, to Abraham? By the way, the one who said it to him was God himself, Mm -hmm. who's a very good preacher. And uh, when God himself then says this to Abraham, it comes out of the blue. There's no reason or rationale. Abraham himself just can't, he's scratching his head all the time and he can't figure out how this possibly would come to him Mm -hmm. 
and all of a sudden he is Abraham. Now, how do you get into heaven? By hearing the promise? You hear a promise. Yeah. And uh, how do you hear it's a promise? It's a question. It comes, it comes out of the blue. No. It's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, what you, it's what you said earlier. It's the, it's the, it's the violence. Or it, it comes. It comes violently. violently. Why, why is that violent? Uh, it was violent in Abraham's life. Abraham, well, he was still Abram at that time. Abraham was doing fine. He was a pagan. He knew nothing about God. Mm -hmm. uh, he had a very nice community, nice family. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, the uh, preaching the word comes. Then what happens? He eventually ends up on a mountain with his son. He does. <laughs> he's yanked out of all of this, uh, and he's brought down into a land that he knows not of. Uh, he is a foreigner and so on, and then it goes from bad to worse. That is, uh, even the greatest thing that he could hope for, mm -hmm. his son, uh, ends up in a sacrifice. A sacrifice. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, so uh, this is, this is he, he enters this violence. Is that why they use Abraham as the example in this parable? Yeah, so you want to remember <clears throat> throughout the Bible, uh, and especially by Jesus' day, there's a big fight going on regarding who is the hero of the Bible. Who is the big kahuna in the Bible? Who is number one in the Bible? And who do you suppose are the uh, possible uh, characters that are thought about? Not Jesus. No, well, <laughs> Jesus is not one of them. Abraham. Abraham. Abraham or? Moses. 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 Yeah. There are your two big ones. Jonah. <laughs> no. Well, Jonah <laughs> is a side character. <laughs> <laughs> the dark horse. The <laughs> dark horse. Yeah, no, that's that you, you, have to be, you have to be really odd to have uh, come to that you conclusion. You made it out of a The big fight is whether... The Bible, the Old Testament, as we call it, is finally about Moses or finally about Abraham. Mm -hmm. Well, let's just assume for the moment that it's Abraham. There's even a fight uh, once you get to Abraham as uh, to what makes Abraham so great mm -hmm. and what makes him the father of us all, which is what this is uh, talking about, so that it is into his bosom that you'll be taken uh, in heaven, not into Moses' bosom, but into Abram's uh, bo uh, a or Abraham's uh, bosom, mm -hmm. and that's what where heaven uh, actually is. Now, what makes Abraham Abraham? You've already said it. It was the promise that was given to him. It was not the sign that was given to him in the form of circumcision. Though part of this particular story does refer back to Genesis 15. And um, we'll, we'll see this uh, in the future as well regarding Moses receiving a promise and then he also says, but I would like some evidence of it. Mm -hmm. So we can see how that begins to work. But uh, Abraham is brought into this story so that it is not Moses and the law, but Abraham and the promise that is the key thing. Sure. Because between Moses and the law and Abraham and the promise, is a great chasm. Mm -hmm. 
that cannot be crossed. And that's a, it's a, it's it's despair if you if you hear that in the law, but in then in the promise, that's the the greatest thing you can hear. So what does what is despair like? It's to be a rich man uh, who uh, was wore purple, ate uh, sumptuously all his life, then suddenly uh, one day. He uh, is violently removed from his life, and he finds himself in hell. Mm -hmm. And there in hell, he is not just in neutral territory, which is what we like to think of today regarding uh, hell, but he's in agony. Mm -hmm. And the agony is uh, that um, he realizes that the difference between him and the poor man now is the difference between getting a preacher and not getting a preacher. Uh, it doesn't have to do with how many possessions he had or what, where his heart really was or uh, whether, whether he was, shouldn't he have been more generous or anything like that. It was that the, uh, that, the, that, that the poor man got a preacher. And so, naturally, he starts to call out. Mm. Couldn't I get a little help down here? Couldn't I get somebody to come down and say something to me? Uh, because uh, hell, the agony of hell, is to um, have no promise on which your life is based, mm -hmm. but have only the law, which is then your record of works. That's all you've got. Mm -hmm. And the record of works, however you want to put it before the Lord, is not going to... Um, receive a reward mm -hmm. righteousness prior to uh prior to, com to coming to augustana i always distinct distinguish heaven and hell as being a, a, a future tense thing that you would end up in one or the other and prior to coming to augustana it was based on how much you do or uh, some sort of uh, scheme um but af af after coming here you always then you kind of realize that hell you can actually experience hell on earth um, and it comes from not having that the foundation actually that you're 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 talking about. Yes, uh, Martin Luther is famous for his ninety-five theses, but often this part is uh, overlooked. Uh, Luther says <clears throat> the church has taught us over and over again that you're waiting to find out whether you're going to heaven or hell. But the fact of the matter is, you're already in one or the other. Mm -hmm. And uh, the next step he takes is to say. Um, most people divided heaven and hell regarding this particular matter of works. Have I done what I should have? Have I not done what I should have? Uh, and then I try to figure out where I am on that line. Uh, but Luther began to observe uh, that the difference between the immediate being in heaven or being in hell right now is the difference between uh, having only a law or having a promise. Mm -hmm the difference. Mm -hmm. Paulson, can we, um, I want to go back to the text t toward the end because I feel like we haven't talked about it as much yet and um, I feel like that kind of wraps in perfectly with what you're saying about the difference between the law and the gospel. So could you talk further about um, verses 29 and 30 where it says, Abraham replied, they have Moses and the prophets, they should listen to them. He said, no father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. 
and then I'll read 31 as well. He said to them, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced, even if someone rises from the dead. Can you talk about that? Because he does bring in Moses in here as well, mm -hmm. and the prophets. Yeah, Moses and the prophets is the way that, uh, that, that uh, uh, in the Bible itself, uh, we refer to the Old Testament. So the Old Testament is being referred to as Moses and the prophets. Because everyone understood that Moses wrote the first five books of the Old Testament, mm -hmm. and everything else is the prophets. So when they're referring to Moses and the prophets, they're saying, look, you have the whole Old Testament. What else do you want? Mm -hmm. uh, and um, um, nobody, is, uh, uh, nobody is keeping this from you. It's all there. The problem is that you are now are not able to hear this because all you can do is go into it and read it to say, am I doing this or am I not doing it? That's all you've got. And you will have to do it that way unless or until you actually get a preacher who comes in and mm -hmm. says to you, not only, um, there is a great chasm, there's a dividing line between the good and the evil and so on. You can say, yes, I guess I know all that, but where do I fit in? Then you actually need a preacher who comes and tells you exactly where you fit in. Mm -hmm. In yourself, um, in hell, there is no righteousness there, but I now have a promise for you. And that promise now is given in Moses and the prophets it, the story is in there. The story of Abraham is in there, mm -hmm. but it is constantly misheard or misread until you get a preacher who comes and says to you the same word that was spoken to Abraham, I now speak to you. Mm -hmm. And that word now is the word of God's um, uh, forgiveness and his love. That is, you are my child now. When that word is heard, then you're in heaven. And there is going to be no way across this chasm by yourself. You can't make that step. You have to actually receive a preacher. And the preacher is not going to be created by you. It's not inside you. You're not going to produce it yourself. So then at the end of it, what is the worry that uh, people have? And what's the problem that's left? It's not of your control, whether you get a, a preacher Certainly isn't your, under your control. And now you're sitting there, just like the man in hell, saying, oh, if only I could get a preacher. Mm. Uh, oh, if only one would come and speak to me. Mm -hmm. And here, of course, is how it, how it is that we take the words of Moses and the prophets and we now apply them to you. So we now say to you, to you this day, this has come in the form of a promise so that you from this day forward are in the bosom of Abraham, not by what you've done, but because Christ himself has given you this promise. And that's what you need to hear from Christ once you hear it. Mm -hmm. There is a great chasm between you and the old Adam, and it will never be crossed again. Okay, so, sorry, so 31... Is that because, okay, if they do not listen to Moses and prophets, neither, is that basically saying you can't have the gospel without the law? Mm -hmm. You are, it, is say, like, it is saying all you've got is the law, 
until you get the gospel and the gospel doesn't come from within you and it doesn't come actually even from the text itself mm -hmm. but it must now come from the preacher promising it to you that is right. giving you yeah. that promise because if you read this outside of without any other context you see that the chasm is fixed that's right you see that the, but the difference between rich and poor and that Abraham Sam Moses and the prophets you should have listened to them that's right but there's no here's here's the, what's the promise in here's this what's going to happen when you hear this kind of parable or when you read the story of uh, of Moses and the prophets you will say eventually to yourself you know what I suspect I'm the rich man in this story and not the poor man. Mm -hmm. That's where it will end up. And you'll try as hard as you can to say, no, I think I'm, I think I'm the poor man. I have become a Franciscan monk. I must <laughs> have been the poor man. Or I am now a liberation theologian. I stand with the poor. I must be able to be included. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, Father Abraham and, and Lazarus are up there in heaven saying, eh, no, it ain't going to happen. Yeah. There's a chasm. Uh, and yeah. you're never going to step across that chasm. It will never happen. And this is what we mean by the law always accusing you. The law will get up in the conscience. Moses and the prophets will say to you, you know what? In the end, you're the rich man. Mm -hmm. uh, and now that is not going to change mm -hmm. until something happens to you in the same way that it happened to Abraham, where Abraham is now made righteous apart from the works of the law, apart from being the rich man. And now he is made righteous, not because he's poor, but because the promise has been given to him. That's why Lazarus was taken violently. That's the word in Greek. Mm -hmm. uh, he wasn't just lifted up nicely into heaven. He was taken violently into heaven by the angels. What are angels? Helpers of, of God. Or they are helpers, messengers. specifically messengers. Yeah. Messengers carry a message. Mm -hmm. What's the message the angels carry? Well, it's the gospel word. So now they are actually the preachers who have arrived and now carry him violently from this world, which has not treated him well, into the new kingdom where he is made righteous. He's not made righteous by his leprosy or the dogs lapping at him or his poverty. He's made righteous by the message of the angels who have now taken him into heaven and put him in the bosom of Abraham. And that, of course, is where you will go the minute you hear the same promise given to you. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for giving that promise today. Yeah, thank you, Carlson. Thank you. Good. And with that point, we've wrapped up this week's conversation. A big thank you to Dr. Stephen Paulson for taking the time to walk through this scripture passage with us. And a big thank you to all of you for listening to the show. If you enjoy listening to these conversations and want to support us, the biggest thing you can do is share it with a friend or a family member. We want to continue to be a resource for you, and we'd really appreciate it if you'd send these awesome conversations with the teachers here at Luther House of Study to a friend or family member this week. See you next week on the next episode of Scripture First. <laughs>